Amen. Amen. This morning, I've umming and ahhing, but uh, it was quite funny. I was umming and ahhing over what to call this talk, and so in my ironic sense of humour and God's sense of humour, we've called it Make a Decision. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so uh, it's just my relationship with God, it's, 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 a little bit like, it's a little bit like that. And we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to be going from verse, from verse 5, and it says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, that'll get you into trouble, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshing to your bones. Fear the Lord and turn away. Trust in him. Don't lean on your own understanding, but trust. I don't know about you, but do you know that God is sovereign? He is totally sovereign. In the beginning, he says, in the beginning, God, he says, in the beginning, God created. He doesn't leave or give that authority to any, anyone else or anything else. It's him. He designs the sun to be where it is to give the heat out that it is. He designed the stars, the planets. He designed gravity. He designed the how you know a tree will let a seed go and another tree will come up exactly the same type he designed down to the smallest of things that we can po- can't possibly even see or imagine or how to get our heads around he designed that and it wasn't even an effort Amen. it was a doddle <laughs> and it delighted him and he still constantly creates. Believe it or not, he can do anything he, anything he wills, any time. He doesn't need our permission. He doesn't need our permission to do anything. He is sovereign. He is God. This is his universe This is his galaxies that we live in. This is his earth and everything in it. All of it is his. Everything that we have is his. He's gifted us the ability to have the skills in order to get work and to provide food on the table. That's his that he gives to us the the shoes on our feet the he he gives us a body that when we get hurt it it heals back up he gives us everything he is totally in control 
when we go through life and sometimes we go, I don't know what's going to happen and we're a bit, you know, we flutter from one thing to the next and one thing happens. Nothing takes him by surprise. He is constant. He has ultimately his ultimate free will. He is freedom because he has ultimate free will. Nothing limits him. Nothing limits him. Nothing hinders him. Nothing is going to stop him. We know from the Bible, we we know that from one of the promises, he is coming back. Nothing's going to stop him from coming back. Empires have come and gone. People have come and gone. Even, Ster- even Sterling said, you know, that bearded guy up in the sky, we go grab him by the beard and pull him down to earth. And where's Sterling now and where's God? Amen. Sometimes we have this ability to think that, to tip it on the head and say, although God's there, we're, we, we know it better. We can do things better. God even gifts us free will. It's limited, but it's free will. We can't change who our parents are, whether we want to, whether we don't. We can't change where we were born. We can't change what language, the language that we, that we grew up when we, when we spoke. There's lots of things that we can't do because... Our freedom is limited, but we make decisions and choices every single day. And when you make a decision, when you make a choice, that is exercising God's sovereignty of giving you free will. Whether wrong or whether bad. You have a choice. I have a choice. Whether we get up in the morning, what shoes to put on, what food we want to eat, whether we arrive on time, whether we're a little bit late because we're watching something or we're scrolling something and we got lost and then we're ahead of time, now we're behind the time. We make, we make decisions on our attitude, how kind or how nice we are to people, how generous we are to people, how we treat people. All of those are decisions that we make and freely make. You have to make a decision. And one of the toughest decisions and one of the best decisions that I try and, and keep by is this. Obey God and leave the consequences to him. Obey God and leave the consequences to him. That's a hard one. That's a hard one because when we want to, especially in this day and age, and especially in this uh, the world that we live live in, everything encourages you to say, do you know what? Do you feel like doing this? Come and come and do that. If you feel like, you know, do you do you desire this? Make that decision. If you want to, and there's there's so much there's so much stuff, and there's so much, and especially with uh, social media and everything, there's a whole culture now of fear of missing out. 
No one wants to miss out on anything. There's so much stuff going on that nobody commits. Almost like commitment is almost sometimes gone. Because no one wants to commit. Because if I commit to something, if I say yes to you, but my friends or something happens over there and they're going out to a party and all I said yes to you, actually I want to go out with them. So I'm not going to say, oh, possibly I might be able to, but if something better comes up, I know where I'm going. People's words don't mean as much as they used to. I remember one of the things that I admired about my, well, I say both my granddads, if they said they would do something, even if something better came up, even if they desired to go and do that other thing, they said yes. And they would be there. And they would not grumble, they would not moan. And they'll give it 100% and they'll give it the best because why? They gave the people their word. And they saw it through. And they completed. One of the long lasting and images that I have of um, one of my granddads and was. The fact that I can still picture it to this day, and I've said this story before, where my grandma had passed, my had grandma had passed away, and they'd lowered her the coffin into the ground, and everyone had put the rose in, and it was just left to my my granddad was just there, and everyone was poor, everyone was pausing, and it seemed like an eternity, but as April as a couple of minutes, everyone was just waiting and, and pausing, and he had his rose and. He slowly walked up and looked over and went, goodbye, my love. And in that moment, I realized, and it dawned on me, he had completed his vows. Through sickness and in health, through the good times and the bad times. He had finished. He said, and he's completed what he said. And that love continues, and that love went on, but he leaned over, he had completed, he had stood fast, he had made the decision. Is an inspiring thing. It's one that I'm not going to forget. I know because I have friends, and I don't know about you guys, that when you meet up for them for a coffee, go for a chat, you give them a ring, and they're saying, oh, I've got the next things coming, it's really passionate, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be fantastic, and you know, and like, and it's like, okay, that's great, are you sure God's called you to it? And like, yeah, I'm sure God's called me to it, and you know, it's going to be, fat, you know, I'm just going to be blessed, I feel God speaking to my spirit, and you think, okay, and then a few months go by, you know, how sometimes it does, and perhaps you lose contact, then you give him a ring, you know, about three, three, four months later, and he's like, how's it all going? And he's like, oh, no, that was just a phase, that wasn't really God, but I've got this next thing, and it's really God, and I feel God speaking to my spirit, and, you know, and they, they you ever have had those people? 
No, it's just me. <laughs> and and although you and though that they're meaning well, because they, they they flutter from one thing to the next thing to the next thing because they started off on they started off going down one way, but because it didn't quite go how they expected, or some brought discouragement, and so they thought, Do you know, what? I'm just going to give up. I'm going to go down this route because actually this seems more in more in line with what I feel God's called me to do, and. I made a mistake there, and no, this is truly it. And then something else happens, or discouragement comes. It's like, no, I'm not really feeling this, and you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to try something else out. And and almost like you're sitting there thinking, you know, just make a decision. If God has said something in your life, surely three months down the later, He's not going to say, well, if I want you to go down that route, I'm not going to then say, oh, actually, I want you to go down this route now. And some people live their lives by the preferences. And with the preferences, it, they go down one route and then they're coming back and they think, oh, I'm going to make this decision. Or if, you, or if they're in work and something happens and you have to make a choice, do I go with my preference or do I go with a principle of actually what I know to be true and this is what God's called me to, this is what, this is what God, God says in the word and it's a tough one, isn't it? Do I want to be liked in the workplace? If I, if I go with my principles then in my workplace or in my friendship group, I might lose friends, my character might be, and, and so actually even though I know this to be true, I'm going to go with my preference because I want to be liked. And that's so easy to do. And I've been guilty of that as well. When I was younger, having one of my first jobs, you know, work for the work for the council. Sometimes, uh, although although the friendships were good, bad company spoil, you know, spoils and brings bad influence into you. Although we got on okay, sometimes you'll be off and you'll be, you'll be working, you'll be in the van, you'll be watering the plants and you do things like that and we worked out how to get it done quicker and faster than the normal route done and so instead of a day's work, instead of a day's work you, you could do it in about half a day and then, my, then one day my friend was just like, come on, why don't you just go back to mine, we'll just play some games and the first week you just go, mm, no, it's okay. no, I've got, 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 some stuff, got some stuff to do and the second week happens and you're just like, Come on, we've done all the stuff in the greenhouses, we've done all the stuff, we can spend a couple of hours playing games. And he's like, no. And after a couple, after about three or four weeks, he's just like, I was like, do you know what? Okay. And you go, you go off and you know you're supposed to be working, you're getting paid for working, but you made a decision to go and do something. And it's a challenge. You know, I've told a story before. You know, when the fertilizer and the and whether it's grassy or things come up, and oh, when you first started, they used to go to around to people. Do you want some grassy? We can add it to the we can add it to the order. The councils go pay for it. It's, and it's all the, it's, and you know the first pillar bit, and then occasionally, occasionally, okay. I knew I knew of someone who I knew someone who'd perhaps have a need, and I'd be like. Do you know what? God, and you have this battle, don't you? You have this God. I, know, I could, I could say yes, and I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to give it to that person. It will bless them. And, and, you, and you try and just, and you try, even though you try and do something good, you try and justify it. And that happened a couple of times. 
because you don't want to get out of the norm. You don't want people to look down on you. You don't want the hassle. You want an easy, you want an easy life. Sometimes it gets to a point where you have to make a decision. Things like that will get you into trouble. I got caught, we got caught in the vans. Why weren't you there? Soon later, making the wrong choices will catch up with you. What governs your thought process? What governs your, um, the way you think? What truly governs the way you think? Your default. We know from the book of uh, Dan- Daniel, we know, we know that Israel got got carted off, and Daniel Daniel's there. He's in he's a smart smart kid. He would have been about he would have been a teenager, about that age, and he got cart he got carted off, and the Babylonians trained him, gave him the education. They tried to transform him into to be more of a Babylonian, and. We read as you go through it, we read there's certain points he goes, no, I'll do that, but actually I need to make a stand. See that food? Thank you for putting me, putting me in a position of influence, but that food, I can't eat that food. You see that decree of actually we can only pray to King Darius and we, can't, we, can't, we shouldn't be praying to other gods. You see that? Actually... I'm not going to continue that. And he doesn't hide. He doesn't hide. He doesn't make it a secret. He could. He could have just kept the praying in secret. He could have closed his windows. He could have done it quietly in, in, in the night time, and no one's going to know. But he chose to keep his windows open. He chose to say, "Do you know what? Actually, there, a line has come which I can't cross." And we know the consequences of that. We know that he gets thrown into the lion's den. There's consequences. When I was in Southampton, when I was in Southampton, and um, and someone in my in my home in my in my home home church, they have moved on, and so there's a position as a. Uh, a a youth, pa- youth pastor there, and I was happy in Southampton, and I told the senior, senior pastor, you know, he goes, James, I know you've been approached, are you going? And I said, as far as I'm aware, God said no, and so I'm going I'm to say no, and God had said no. And, and literally, I knew someone was going to call me about 10 o'clock, and even up to 9.45, I was saying, God, what are you saying? And he still said no. At 9.55, as clear as day, God said, say yes. And I was like, I've just told the senior pastor that I'm staying. You told me to say I'm staying. And now, and so I get this phone call from the, the, the senior pastor in Chancellor, and 
Um, I didn't. I, you know when you're not fully too sure of some people. In a nicest, in the nicest way, just like I like you, but something's not there. And I was like, and I was happy in Southampton. I didn't really want to go back to the home church because I was like, you know, need to, need to go off and, and spread the wings. And I was like, okay, I'll go. They were probably some of three of the hardest years of my life. Transition period. People thought I was like how I was when I was younger, but I'd grown up now, and God was saying, go do this, and I rubbed a few parents up the wrong way because I felt God say, we're going this way, and trying to go that way, and trying to bring change. And... Some things could have been communicated better on my part, and I hold my hands up to that. But some things I was like, to parents, you spend all your life trying to get your kid to the Friday night club, but when they do something wrong, then you ban them from the Friday night club. <laughs> Why are you banning people from coming to church? Ban them from their TV or from their consoles. Don't ban them from coming to church. That's, and, so you, and so I rubbed a few people up the wrong way because I was like, bring your kids to church. That's where... You, they need that sense of community. And there's a whole load of a whole load of other things, and we're not gonna go into the details, but it comes to a point where I was wrongly moved wrongly moved on. And you know when you're just like, okay, where where now? And the bank balance is going down and down and down. And you start getting itchy, itchy feet. I was like, and I was like, God, can I go get? Can I go? God, can I go get a job? And he's just like, nope. And you see the bank balance going down and down and down and down. And he's like, are you sure, God? It's been like six months. Can I go get a job? And he's like, nope. I was like, okay. And out of the blue, somehow, and I still don't know how, I get a phone call to come up for an interview. And as I'm about to get on the plane, God says, whatever you do, you say yes. No matter what, say yes. And so regardless of the verdict of what was going on, I knew I was coming because God had said yes. And Anik was, was in the part of the interview, he goes, James, what's your five-year plan? And I was like, I haven't got one. Literally, I don't have one. All I have is now. And he's like, no, 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 come on. And I knew what he was meaning. I get it. But in that moment, I was like, I don't because I've, I've left everything. My integrity is being questioned. My character questioned. People who called me friends had because they had limited information, had stabbed me in the back, have left and deserted the people who say, do you know what, I'm with you through thick or thin. It, you know, from what you're knee-high to grasshopper, and you're growing up in the church, and like, James, I'm always going to be with you, I'm always going to be supporting, and when you need that time of support, they're gone. Have you ever had that? And so you're wrestling with the hurt of, wrongly being dismissed, you're wrestling with the hurt of people's looking at you thinking, okay, 
your characters being gone, gone. Now you've got the, the dealing with the rejection, the frustration of the forgiveness side of things. And you've got this whole pot of actually, and it's tough obeying and following God. And you see it nowadays where the preacher comes on, they say, you don't, you know, if you obey God and follow God and do exactly what he says, you know, get your finances right and all that sort of, God will bless it and you'll get that car and you'll get that house, you know, all that sort of, all sort of stuff. And he's like, you might do, but you still got to pay for it. They don't tell you that. Put your hands on the car, but you still got to pay for it. They don't tell you to go get five jobs to pay for it. And it's like you have this whole prosperity gospel load of nonsense. And it's like obeying God, yes, God does bless you and work for it and use you in the way that, in his way, that glorifies him. That glorifies him. But go speak to Stephen, obeying God. Go speak to Paul. Go speak to the first disciples that who obeyed God through thick and thin. Obeying God could cost you life. Obeying God has cost many people over the years, thousands and thousands of people's their lives. Obeying God is tough. It's challenging. But you've got to make a decision. How are you going to live your life? We said that God is sovereign. We sing songs about it and God is good and he looks after us. If we know that to be true... We know that when we delve into his words, he reveals to us principles and truths that are unwavering. They're not negotiable because they're true. And it's really frustrating, isn't it? Because when you know that you've been done wrong and you're thinking, do you know what, God, just, can I just get a little bit of revenge? And he goes, justice is mine. Pray for your enemies. Not only that, feed your, feed your enemies, close your enemies. And you're just like, really? And you almost have that Jonah experience, don't you? Because you know that God can forgive and transform their lives, but you want a little bit of justice. And so sometimes you run the other way, and sometimes you feel like I'm spending three nights in a while just because I know God is good. I know God's there, actually, but I just want a little bit of, and you have a little bit of detour, and eventually God does bring you back, hopefully, if you're listening and if you're close. But even with God, just let me just say one thing. Just one thing. Can I just make one comment to justify myself? He's like, no. And the whole way through that thing, I wasn't perfect. I made a couple of comments to some people before. But throughout all that time, I felt God say, keep quiet. And so sometimes people are like, James, I want to go fight this. I can't, James, go do this. And I was like, you know, we're just going to see what God does. 
And like, James, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you fighting it? Why aren't you doing this? Let's just see what God does. And you want to justify your decision. You want to justify yourself because people should know the truth. But even when Jesus was on trial, he kept quiet. Because there's that steadfastness of, actually, I know what is true. It is hard. It's tough. But you need to make a decision. That a God who is sovereign, who says, I've laid out purposes for you. I've given you gifts. I've given you abilities that I want you to use to glorify God. To bring glory to his kingdom. To set people free. To bring healing to people that reflects glory back to God. Not for our benefit, but gives, gives glory back to God. And he says, you trust me. The things that he has planned for you aren't a mistake. And you're thinking, God, is there going to be any fruit from it? If God's got his hands on it, there's going to be fruit on it. If God's got his hands on your life and you're obeying God, no matter what comes, there's going to be fruit. It might be tough. It might be challenging. But are you going to obey? Are you going to make a decision? No matter what, no matter what, comes, my, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to bring my house in order. My tax return, I could, actually, I could add on an extra couple of miles round that up a little bit. The hours that I do, actually, I'm not going to get someone else to clock me out and go clock myself out. I'm going to be a person of integrity. People know my character. I'm going to bring everything into alignment of actually, I know... I've given my words to go and do this, but actually something else has come up. And even though I really want to do it, and even though I, my desire is going this way, actually I've committed to going down this route, so I'm going to, even though it's going to hurt, even though I want to go and do that, I'm going to say no because I've committed. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to trust. And just as you trust God, and when you're in that moment of trusting God, as I have found, when you're trusting God and when you're obeying God, he does stuff that you cannot explain. How did that happen? I have no idea, God, how that happened, but somehow... You, you made, I don't know how that door opened up. I don't know how 
I paid for flights. I don't know. How, I don't know how. What was happening? And he just leaves you in awe and gobsmacked. Why? Because when you're trusting and obeying God, He knows what you need. And if He knows what you need, and you say, "God, can't we need this to go forward?" and keep praying and praying and praying, He will answer it. Parents. Depending where your children are, if they don't, don't if they don't know the Lord, keep praying. Yeah. They're in trouble. The kids who have got praying parents are in trouble because you know God's going to try and get that prayer. I know it's down to their free will to choose, but you know that God is going to try it every single moment of every single day, even down to the last dying breath. He's going to hunt them down and chase them. Keep praying. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't get tired of doing good. The proverb says, do not withhold good to to those whom it's due. Sometimes it's like, God, why is it always me? Why do I get that phone call? Why am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I do, doing that? Just let someone else. Just let someone else deal with it. I can't be. I can't be bothered today. I just need to. So God, give me the strength to help. God, give me the strength to put the boundaries in as well. So we don't get the used and abused. But God, would you help me? It's in those moments of keeping curious. Sometimes someone says something and he's just like, and sometimes you just want to dismiss it because you're tired. And just, you know, I've got enough of my own problems. Even my problems have got problems. You know? And yet, there's no problem. And sometimes when you, do you know, sometimes you just get too much information overloaded and your brain's just like, really? And you just can't think. And in those moments, someone's trying to communicate something to you, but you just want to block them out. I encourage you, we'll stay curious. Because someone might, might be saying something that actually God wants you to minister into. He might be revealing something. He might be wanting to speak to you. Stay curious. God, what are you doing in this moment? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to speak? I'm not going to let my tiredness, which is so, which is so easy to do, isn't it? Do you know, I'm just tired. I'm just going to act really moody today, <laughs> which we're all guilty of, aren't we, sometimes? Yeah. And say, so, God, do you know what? Obey, God, obeying you, I'm still going to get it wrong. I'm still going to mess up. I'm going to still trip over. But I know you'll catch me. I know your grace is new every single morning. I know your love is chasing me down, surrounds me. I know your hand is upon me. I know nothing can pull me out of the palm of your hand. I know no weapon that the enemy has planned against me will prosper. My life may get taken, but at the end of the day, I go to be with you. It's like someone says, well, you know, God, I'm not going to do something because they say they'll kill me. Well, I go to be with you anyway. 
obeying God and leaving the consequences to him. will mean that we fail, will mean that we'll struggle, but it also mean we'll see his fullness. We'll see him being faithful, trustworthy. We'll see him open, open doors beyond our wildest dreams. He'll leave us in awe and wonder because he is good like that. Because he will do stuff behind the scenes to set something else up. And says, okay, I want you now to go do it. And you go do whatever it may be. Where it's working with the homeless. And you see their lives changed around. And you see a glimpse of hope. And they'll turn around and they'll thank you. But you know it's been nothing to do with you. It's all God. He sets things up. Then it's our responsibility to God to say, God, that wasn't us, that was all you. Will you make a decision? Some of you are down that path and you're going down that path. But I felt the word for today for some of you is, if you're a bit like me, a little bit indecisive. I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not too sure. <laughs> I know, bad joke. It doesn't get any better. Will you make a decision? I'm going to be steadfast. I'm going to obey God. I'm not going to be scared of what the enemy does. I don't, won't be scared of what the people say. I, don't scare, I, don't, I won't be scared and afraid if I lose friends. I won't be scared of what people say behind my back, what they post, post on social media. I am going to obey you and follow you regardless. Whether it's through, whether it's through blessings and having a fantastic business that looks after people and providing jobs for people, or whether, say, God, I may follow you on the missions field. I may lose my life. Wherever it may be, wherever God has placed you to be, he has placed you there for a purpose. To bring his kingdom, to change the workplace, to bring hope into the people around you. To bring his kingdom, whether it's into the school, whether it's, into the, whether it's the doctors, whether, where, it's, where it's into the where office on the, on, the buildings, on the building site, in the charities, where, wherever it may be, wherever you are working, God has called you to bring his kingdom into that place. To show love and kindness. Will you make a decision whether if your reputation is a bit of a bully and a bit aggressive, to turn that reputation around to be the most caring and most humble person in that workplace? Will we change and obey? Shall we pray? And Alec is going come and let's pray God in this in this moment we sing songs about it we give it lip we, we give it lip service but God I pray Lord in this moment 
from the depths of our innermost being, would we truly mean it, God? We'll obey you and leave the consequences to you. All the doubt and anxiety, all the fears, all the worries, all the shame, all the guilt, all the condemnation, all the doubts, we place all of that into your hands. God, would you help us to realign our lives to be in line with you? Would you pour into us a spirit of being bold and strong and courageous, that we stand firm on your words, on your principles, unashamed and unwavering, you give us the strength to follow and obey you God we pray if there are things that we have done wrong help us to repent and say sorry to those people who we've hurt insulted would you change our character to be less of us and more of you and God may this glory not be for our benefit but may this be to bring glory and honour and praise back to you In Jesus' name.